Bardic Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play about a rock and roll band that solves mysteries while they're out on tour. I'm Ed, and I'll be your DM. Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm playing Kemen. He's a Fearbolg, which is a half-giant, so you can picture him. He's got dusty blue skin, floppy lammy ears, and he's wearing a leather vest with chevron cut fringe, um, and boots of spider climbing, and a train hat. He's also got a familiar that's a raven whose name is Crow. He's like, so cool. Hi, my name is Brayden, and I'll be playing a Matryoshka doll of a character again. Staff is a changeling who is hiding his identity from the band Dream Lancer. So instead, Staff is pretending to be Scrapper, who is a young woman shifter. And the shifter has feline characteristics and was hired as the replacement guitarist for the band Dream Lancer. Wendy here, played by Nora, the most famous snow leopard tabaxi bard from the Snowy Mountain clan you'll ever meet. Wendy loves snow and hunting frogs, teaching Lars new tricks, and making up really entertaining stories where she gets to be the hero. Last time on Bardic Mystery Tour, the gang ran into the entire commission collected in an encampment outside of Plain, ready to stage their final assault on the devil invasion troubling the material plane. They have decided to join Mikaeon to try to get to the bottom of the Cult of Beautiful Blood in an attempt to weaken the devil in charge of the invasion. This is Bardic Mystery Tour. All right, and Deleon takes us somewhere. Mikaeon! Mikaeon. Somebody whose words end with on take us somewhere. I didn't try to make their names sound the same. It just happened. You you can't be doing a serious... I didn't name them... (laughs) They named themselves. They named themselves. They're born with names. All I did was take like a million mushrooms and they named themselves. I'll take that. <laughs> Is the road that we're walking down safe, Ed? No. It's covered in mushrooms. Around every corner you see more devils. McKeon has made it pretty clear to you that the mission has a lot of weight and you don't really have time to stop and fight all these devils because there's essentially limitless devils around. So he is attempting to not alert devils as he heads to plane. Like he's trying to sneak is what you're saying. That's the basis of what I'm trying to say. Sutterfuge is the name of the game. Does he tell us that before we leave? Yeah, that's the sentence I'm telling you now is that he has basically said that. Oh, okay. Before we leave... Did we have a chat about it in, like, me suggesting maybe we be invisible? Oh, you can make us invisible? Oh, so we should have that conversation real quick? Yeah. Oh, hey, man. You know how you told us you want to be, like, sneaky? Yeah. Well, like, I could make us invisible, some of us, if that's helpful. That would be incredible. Can the devil see invisibility? I don't think they can. Don't you have a handbook, man? I checked the pamphlet. The handbook has a lot of things in it that aren't in the pamphlet because the handbook's not all knowledge about devils. It's also about, like, you know, SOP for, like, handling invasions or, like, the chain of command or, like, initiations. I raised my hand. Yeah? Does the handbook have a code in it? Like, do you guys have a code? Yeah. Like the Girl Scout code? Yeah. What is it? Mikaeon holds up his right hand in the shape of a sign language, of an American sign language B, and he says, I solemnly swear by the tan of my coat that I will uphold good and attempt to abolish evil whenever I can until I perish naturally or violently. 
I will respect the laws of mortals and will not interfere unless they are specifically laws that promote the causes of devils. I hold these values above all other material obligations, including family and nation. On this, I swear my life. Hey, man. What? Do you have that on, like, a card? I get to memorize it. But, like, for learning purposes? So I could send it to my friends so they could learn, too? Yeah, when I was new. You just have to remember it. And I hold my hand up and I say, I solemnly swear on my mortal, planar... Mother. Mother. And... We violently. We violently swear to do no biddings of devils and... Murder. Ab- above all materials. How you do? It's not correct, but B for valor. It's still a pretty good sentiment. He also says, and in the back, there's like a bunch of requirements for like the uh, commission merit badges if you want to earn those. So I'm working on a couple myself, you know. <laughs> do you have a sash? Working on a promotion. No, they go right on your uh, trench coat. Oh. I cast invisibility as a level five spell. The four of you are invisible? Mm-hmm. I have to like touch everyone to do it, I guess. I flip out the, the three-finger piece. Thumb. Index. Middle. I cast invisibility. Okay. How long does it last? Forever. Wow. That ain't bad. I think it's um, minutes. It's up to an hour as long as I'm concentrating. Okay. Do you want to do that when we're closer to the city then? Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize how far we had to go. But you said there were devils the whole way. That's what we have to try not to alert. There's a lot of devils, but it's way harder to sneak through the city than it is to sneak through, like, the woods. All right. I'll wait. So we're sneaking on the back roads. Yes. I give Lars a kiss on my forehead. I scratch him and I leave. Yeah. Yeah. We tough. We tough guy. Anyway, now that we're back to where we were when we started talking about invisibility. Do we need to roll stealth rolls? Yes. Ahead of you, you see five bearded devils. I got a 26 on my stealth roll. 18. 24. But before they see you, everyone hides in some bushes and they pass you unknowingly, unbeknownstingly. Then I give them the finger once they're passed. Wow. The three finger finger? No. Double birds. So you get to the edge of plane and McKayon says now might be a good time to cast that invisibility we're talking about. Alright, sick. I stick up the three finger peace sign and I'm like everyone choose a finger. Thumb. Metal. Index. I cast invisibility on all of us. Still roll stealth checks, but do it with advantage. 26. 29. 24. You pass a great number of devils. You see all kinds of horrible things in the city, like people being tortured in the streets and like carcasses strung up on buildings. Ugh, like a lot of entrails dragged out like ropes. Yep. Gross. So it's kind of like the first city we were in with devils, like more macabre. These are not civilized devils like the Bone Devil, where they're holding court and stuff and murdering people on the sly. Um, this is like outright torture, hellish. I mean, there's still people around, but maybe it's safe to assume these were people that opposed the devils or were unwilling to submit. But also, sometimes devils, like despite them being orderly, sometimes they just get like a mean streak and just want to do some murder. 
Tell me a little bit about the impression that we have. Do we think that the Ice Devil and the Wall Devils are affiliated with all the previous devils we've seen and these devils are the other affiliation? Or we think these are more like the same as the first towns? I think that Kendra was trying to explain to you that the Ice Devil seems like they are in opposition to the rest of the entire devil invasion. Okay. I'm sorry. The devil from the Ice Wall, that you don't know what kind of devil it is. I thought it was in the pamphlet. Yeah, we went, We really checked that pamphlet yeah. and we found it. The Ice Devil? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you saw the picture of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But so, it seems like there are devils everywhere that are having, like, a good time and partying and having fun. You do see a lot of, like, people, humanoids, that are around doing regular business stuff, but they always seem to be, like, terrified slash, like, respectful of the devils and... It's not as populated as Ludonk was. There was like still like mostly humans and like a good smattering of devils. This is like a lot of devils and like a like and some like a lot of people. It looks like less densely populated per how the city should be populated based on, you know, number of buildings and stuff by people and way more of the percentage of population is devils. Do we see any kind old women? That we could befriend. Roll a perception check. Twelve. No. Do I see either an apothecary, a doctor's office, or a magic hut that sells spells? Uh, you see a temple, and it has gargoyles on the front that are spilling blood out of them as though it were downpouring. Uh, but they just go into like a reservoir. And that you assume gets, like, recycled or something. Can I tell what kind of blood it is? Yeah, is it ugly blood? Um, roll a medicine check. Twelve. But I think the difficulty class on this is high. Yeah, it just looks like blood. Everyone just thinks it's blood. But it's, like, red. Yeah. It's not oil, if that's your question. This looks like the kind of thing that I was going to ask if I saw... Which might be, does it seem to be any kind of occult stuff? Like, I'm trying to find out that cult, but it looks like they're not hiding. It's just out in the open. Well, also from this temple are hanging these giant banners that are, like, blood red with, like, gold trim. And in the middle is, like, a chalice with, like, a giant droplet symbol above it and a ring of gold around it. Not very subtle, are they? When do you feel a tug on your... What kind of clothes are you wearing? Are you wearing like a shirt? I have like studded armor. Do you have like a sleeve? And you're nude except for your studded armor. I don't know what the box you wear. Are you wearing pants? Yeah, I'm wearing pants. Does your shirt have sleeves? Yeah. Are they long sleeves? I'm trying to remember what my picture looks like. All right, Wendy, you feel a tug on your sleeve and then you hear Mikhail say, hey, who is this? I say, it's Wendy. He says, hey, that's the temple we're looking for. Where are the other two? I grab in front of me to see if I can get them. Okay, you managed to slap Kemen. Where did you see slap me? In the butt? Yeah, because Wendy reached out directly in front of her, which is like kind of ass region for Kemen. I grabbed the hand that touched my butt. I say, hey. I squeeze back. I'm not good at sneaking, so I'm trying real hard to stay quiet. I'm going to assume that I know based on what I'm touching that it's Kemen. <laughs> you feel an ass at like chest level. You're like, <laughs> yeah, all right. And it's like big. Where's Scrapper? I like swim forward breaststroke style. To, like, feel in front of me. All right, you hit Scrapper in the head. Ow. Sorry. Stop it. Shh. What? I don't know. I say, McCann, we got them all. All right, we should go in there. Hey, we got to go in that temple. 
I whisper forward. We're going in. Roger. I start heading into the closest building. There's a market. I go towards the market. Are you holding on to Scrabber? Yeah, he hits your head. I'm holding on to your head. All right. She begins walking toward the market. I like reach forward and try and grab her so that she doesn't go any farther. Do I get her? Sure. I'm like, not that way. This way. I turn 90 degrees and start walking. I'm uh, holding on to your arm now. And I drag you towards this temple. It happens to be toward the temple. Yes. I keep going tentatively until somebody stops me. And then I'm like, yeah, in there. I turn around and I'm like, this is into the creepy temple. Yeah, yeah, in there. That's where the cult is. Duh. Okay. We go into the temple. We sneak in. You enter like a large foyer. Is there a door? Yep. Is it open? No. So how do we go into the foyer? How do you go into the foyer? We open the door. Okay. Wendy opens the door. I look around to see. McKeon goes in. Well, you don't know where McKeon is. <laughs> Does anyone notice that the door is creepily opening? You hear from inside McKeon's voice say, The coast is clear. Get in here. I go in. I hurry in. I go in. All right. There's nobody in this large foyer. McKeon says, All right. We need to figure out how the cult is centralized. And if this is one of the branches, maybe we can find some clues here. All right. I'll check uh, the sanctuary. Well, like, what are, can we see some options? Like, are there multiple doors? Um, Can we go in a little farther to see? Yeah, there's a main door right in front of you that's right next to the main outside door. And then it seems like there are, like, two side doors, like, all the way to the left and all the way to the right that head the same direction as the main door in front of you. And then there is a spiral staircase that goes upward. Uh Since I'm still touching Kevin, I say, Kevin, let's take the spiral staircase. Okay. McCown's like, Great idea, let's go. All right, we all go up the spiral staircase. Right. <laughs> I thought we were going to split up. Yeah, but I'm not going by myself. If all he's right, going well, with stealth check. <laughs> with advantage, because we're still invisible? Yeah. I got a 23. 29. 19. All right. Natural 20, just FYI. Ooh. The spiral staircase leads up to a balcony that has a bunch of pillars on it. The whole building is made of stone, basically. Wait, you said spiral staircase leads to a balcony. Spiral staircase ends at the top at a doorway that you go through onto a balcony that's in the room that those other doors downstairs looked like they also went into. Oh, okay, sweet. So we got like a good viewpoint down into the action. Yeah. Okay. And you walk in and there's a pretty large congregation and there's currently a mass going on. In the downstairs there is? Yeah. Got it. Does it seem like a regular mass or a dark mass? A dark mass. I fucking knew it. Are there candles? Yeah, but they're dim. Whoa. They're slow burners. Are they glowing black light? No, but they have like black wax. It's like a really thin wick, so it's a small flame. And dense wax. Is there a jam band? There's no jam band. What, are they singing? No, there's a bunch of people standing in pews, and then in the front... There is a giant basin full of blood. Tell me the guy or gal or they, the person, whoever's in charge of this whole thing, standing in front. Tell me that this person is wearing like a microphone and is like one of those televised church people. Basically, that's what's going on. But listen, there's probably something in the realm of like 50 like acolytes, right, in pews. For people who have never been raised with religion, what is an acolyte? Like a, like a believer. partitioner. Just a person that believes that's like a believer? I would have thought that you meant someone who works for the church, but in the lowest level. That's a good point. 
Like they're part of the hierarchy of the cult, but they don't have any power at all. Are they the people that light the candles before the service? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that why they're called an acolyte? Yeah, yep. I called etymology.com and they said yes. Okay. Um, so, all right, there's not 50 acolytes. There's like 50, like, cultists. But on the stage, it's not called a stage, called a dais, there are four, like, well-armed people that all have swords and armor. There's one guy wearing, like, really fancy clothes, like robes, with a big tall hat on, who is currently pretty covered in blood. And there's this huge basin that's, like, four feet across, but that's pretty big for a basin of blood. And there's a line of people wearing white robes. There's, like, four people wearing white robes that lead, like, from stage left of the dais. I just want you to know that I was picturing... A blood basin salesman and him being like, this is the largest one we carry. And listen, it's honestly really large. Four foot. That's as big as you can get in the industry. One foot's the standard. Yeah, that conversation happened at one point. Is he standing inside the basin? No, he's standing beside it. We have no kind of indication how deep the basin is. Uh, No, you can see like the outside of it. It's like, because it's like up on a If it goes stand. to the floor all the way, how how deep is it? It's like not even a full like hemisphere. So it's uh Oh, it's like round. Okay. Yes. How deep is it in the center, do you think? You know, like a foot or two. Okay. Like a foot. That's eighteen inches deep in the middle. Okay. Is he standing behind it? It's between him and the congregation. No, he's between it and the congregation. And there's a giant pipe that's leading from the stand that the basin's on, and it goes straight back from the congregation and then up to like Almost balcony level that you're at. So it's like, so let's say it's 12 feet. It goes up like 12 feet and then it like turns 90 degrees left and it goes out. And it's like glowing this bright red color. Do we think that that's what's powering the gargoyles or whatever? It's glowing red. It doesn't look like it's full of blood. It looks like the pipe is glowing red. Is the person in the fancy robes saying anything? Yeah. Is it in a language any of us understand? I'm going to get there because oh, I haven't sorry. finished describing this. Oh, sorry. Because the last most important part of this is that, like, the majority of the people in the building right now are, like, barely clothed, if at all. You see a lot of skin going on. Is it hot in the building? No, it's, like, uh, it's actually a little chilly because it's, like, cold outside. Do the white-robed folks look like they may be in the middle of being sacrificed? Kind of. They have, like, these very scantily covering, like, very revealing robes on. It's not like a standard robe you're used to. Because going with this a lot of skin theme, the guy wearing robes is wearing, like, too many clothes. And the armored people are fully armored. Are the armored people human or, like, they're not devils, basically, is what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah, they're humanoids. Everyone here is humanoid. Yeah. Okay. The devil's in here right now that you see. Are there other people up on the balcony, or are we up alone up here? There's nobody else on the balcony. Nice. Good call on the stairs. Is there an organ? Like a pipe organ. Yeah. For music. No. Okay. It's very quiet, except for the booming voice of this robed man, who says, It is through our sacrifice of blood and vanity that we enable and strengthen our beautiful deviless. Through this, we will overcome all that opposes us in the world, and the material plane will belong to her. Does everybody cheer? No, they, they make like, uh, kind of noises. It's weird. It's not what you expected them to make. Does everybody look okay? 
Uh, you can't see any of their faces. Oh. It seems like no, right? Like, it seems like a weird situation for people. Then right? he makes a gesture toward the first person in the white robe. She comes over to him and he pulls out an obsidian twisted dagger. He dips this curved obsidian blade into this vase full of some steaming liquid. And he pulls it out and it glows a bright green. She holds her arms out and he slices her down her arms. And blood begins spewing out of her and she holds her arms over top of the basin. And her skin starts turning like a greenish paleor and you see like veiny looking lines running all across her body as she begins to look more and more faint and then she falls to her knees and when the blood starts to miss the basin he grabs her shoulders and he holds her and then he reaches down into this box that's beside the thing and he pulls out this like scroll from a box of many scrolls and he reads out loud a spell and uh you see the pallor in her skin wane and she gains some of her strength to be able to hold herself up again can I tell what kind of spell that is? Yeah. Isn't there a roll you do? Is there an arcana check? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Arcana, you say? Yeah. 16. It is restoration. Or is it called lesser restoration? There's lesser and greater restoration. Which one's which? The lesser one is second level, and greater restoration is fourth level. Uh, it's lesser restoration. Can I be a jerk? No. Can I try? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the word is pronounced pallor. Yeah, oh yeah, I think that that's right. Or too. Palor. Okay, I'll say Palor from now on, because we're pals here. Shh. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry. That was bothering me. Well, it's better now than four episodes from now when someone's like, it's actually pronounced Viscount? Anyway, she doesn't quite gain her strength to stand back up, but she no longer looks like she's about to die. And he says, through this sacrifice, we are all stronger. And then there's like this... um gonna call it a cheer but it's more like a. it sounds like the rehearsed response that you would hear from a congregation where it's all in unison and it's like not super enthusiastic but like they mean it Wait, what did they say from, from each our beauty and our blood we strengthen the cause that's what it sounds like i want to turn to where i think the big guy is and i want to whisper and say hey we need one of those scrolls for Lars. Yo. McCown says, we need to find out where that tube goes. Because if we can cut off the funneling of power from the Acolytes to the Devil S. What if we just sever the tube? That will only disrupt this one temple's power. But if we can find the heart of the system. Oh, so you're saying we have to see where all, there's more than one temple. We have to see where the nexus is. Oh, yeah, there are many of these temples in this city. How far away are we from, like, the central dais or whatever? Um, Something like 100 feet. I was considering trying to use Mage Hand, but we'd have to be a lot closer than that. Yeah, it's a big building. Just so everyone's clear, um, Crow came with us on this adventure, but he definitely didn't come into the building with us. Okay. He's, like, hanging out on top of the church or whatever. All right. Did you tell him to, like, alert you if there's, like, a... Yeah. Because I, like, I mean, he could come in with us, but he's visible. Like, I, did, I didn't make him invisible, you know? So, he's just chilling. Fair enough. Do they feel like they're still going to continue to sacrifice people? That this is just, like, an ongoing... It looks like those people, are like, the next person in line comes up to do the, the ritual again. Okay. Are there doors behind everything? Is there more to this building? There are more doors. There are like four doors that are 
on the dais and like their front doors by the sides. I want to try to get into the back of the building, past the sacrifice chamber, and see if there's like a, a way to get down to a basement. That red pipe that's glowing seems like it might go... So in my mind, I'm thinking there must be some sort of mechanism to power it, but that might not be true, magically speaking. Like, it's just a pipe that comes out of the basin and goes up and outside to the left. It goes up and to the left. Where does it terminate in our view? Like the left wall. Are there windows in that wall? No. Is there any passage through that wall? Yeah, there are doors. Are any of them open? They don't have doors in them. They have, like, uh, curtains, like heavy velvet curtains or something. Are they up on the balcony or down on the main floor? Down on the main floor. The balcony is only the back, like, 10 feet of the building. Okay. I think we need to go check that out. Yeah, but I think we probably need to not check it out right now while they're all here, right? Mm, Okay. I mean, we're invisible. Yeah, but the curtain will move. They'll, like, see it move. They won't see me. I'm very sneaky. I want to roll an insight check to see if I think that Scrapper's actually that sneaky. I don't know if you need an insight check. I think you just have to think about it yourself. Do you feel like Scrapper's that sneaky? No. Hey there, it's a mid-reel. Hope you're enjoying the adventure so far. Hope you also are enjoying the Ikea adventures. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should figure that out. Uh, I have some words of advice for anyone out there that has never spent time laying in a hammock and looking at trees. You should do it. It's really good. Otherwise, we have a website if you like the internet. It is bardicmysterytour.com. It can send you to places like Bandcamp, where we have our music posted. And you can listen to our songs or buy them if that's a thing you want to do. You could also become a patron, and then when the albums drop, we send them to you, and they're yours. Uh, No additional cost. But anyway, you also could get postcards if you're into that sort of thing every time there's a story arc. This one might be kind of long, so buckle up. I think it's going to be more than four episodes. Well, anyway, yeah, get outside if that's your thing. It's definitely my thing, and hope you're doing well. Be safe out there and enjoy the action. All right, start moving. Where are you going? Jumping off the balcony or going down the stairs? I want to look for a way down from the balcony. Uh, the only obvious way down from the balcony is the stairs. And I want to open the doors in the back. Are the doors closed in the back of the room? I'm sorry. When you initially asked me if there are other ways out and I said there were four doors, were you talking about from the dais or from the balcony? Are the do- Are they doorways or are they... Like, are there any open doors in the back of the main room so that if I go down the stairs, I can walk in without opening a door? Oh, oh. no, the back of the room all has doors. And they're closed. And they're closed. They're like self-closing doors. Then I want to try to silently hang and drop off the balcony if I can, because I think that'll be less detectable than opening and closing a door. Okay. But I also think that might not be very undetectable because of how it'll be a big drop. Decisions. Well, the balcony's only about 10 feet up. Okay, I'm just going to go to the front edge of the balcony where it's not over top of anybody, and I'm going to hang and silently drop down to the bottom. To, like, the center aisle? I think the side aisle might be better. Maybe the left side aisle. All right, roll a stealth check. 26. It doesn't seem like anybody noticed you. And I sneak up to that door with the curtain. Onto the dais? Yeah, I want to get to the left where that pipe goes. I didn't realize it was on the dais. Yeah, I thought the, it was on the left wall. 
I said there were front doors. So there are doors that are in the main room that have doors in them that go somewhere up forward. But the dais isn't the same width as the whole building. And so behind that area, there are four doors that have just curtains covering them. But there are doors in the doorways that are the front doors that I said. All right, you're sneaking on stage? If that's the only way to get through the, the left wall. I do it. Roll a stealth check. 22. You are sneaking up, and one of the four armed guards is, like, back by those doors. Mm-hmm. You see them look in your direction real quick as you start to move the curtain. And they go, what? Uh, I leave it. I don't move it anymore. Like, they don't look like they see me. They look like they saw the curtain move. Yes. Okay. And what, you're staying inside? I'm going to, I want to back up and try to not be seen, but I feel like if I move very quickly, then I might make noise and stuff. So I'm going to make it so that I'm not right at the curtain so they don't run into me. All right. They walk over to the doorway that has the curtain in it and they push the curtain to the side. And behind there, you now see there's a smaller room that's like just a like prep room for getting stuff ready for ceremonies and stuff. Like daggers and vases and scrolls. Yep. Roll another stealth check. Uh, I got a 20. And when the guard is walking up and looking around, they run into you and they go, what? And they pull their sword out. Roll initiative. Dang. We're not within range, right? But do we see him pulling out a sword? Yeah, you see one of the guards pull out a sword. So I want to roll goes, initiative oh, no. too. Right? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Roll initiative. 18. 8. 22. All right, Wendy, what are you going to do? And how far away are we? 100 feet? You're probably 100 feet from the steps. So probably the back guard is another 20 feet from there from you. I'm going to cast Enemies Abound on the Preacher. Whoa, what's that? It's a, a concentration spell that makes them not be able to distinguish friend from foe. And when the creature takes damage, they can try and save again, but it will attack randomly. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a concentration spell. It's an intelligence save. And what's my spell, DC? 15. Okay. Enemies are all around us, waiting in the dark to strike. Make the first move, win the fight. You can't let your enemies get ahead. Attack them first, kill them dead. That's my turn. Okay. Staff, what are you doing? I want to try to duck into the room, which I think means I have to pass the guard, right? But I don't want to attack because I don't want to lose my invisibility. So I want to dive past, sneak past, tumble past the guard into the room so I'm not seen by everybody else in the congregation. Okay. And then draw my sword and be ready for an attack. Okay. What do I need to do? Uh, like when you're invisible, you don't invoke opportunity attacks, right? Yeah, I would think so. So I think you just do it. I think you just run in there. And then once I'm inside, I want to ready the action that if he comes in, and, uh, then I fucking stab him through the neck okay. with my sword. All right. Kevin. I think I'm going to try to go down over the railing the way that Scrapper did. Okay. So I'm down there. How much of that is my movement? 10 feet. So I can still run 20 feet towards the front? Yep. 
Are people, like, noticing that something is happening? Yeah, yeah. It's just not their turn, but everyone's panicking. Okay. Then in that panic, I'm going to drop down as quietly as I can, but, like, haul ass towards the front. You can double move. You can get 50 feet up. Okay. Right? I do that. Okay. Toward on the left side of the sanctuary. Is that what we're calling that room? Sure. Okay. Sanctum? I don't know. Sanctumary. Sanctumary. Got it. What's McCann doing? Uh, you can't see him. He's invisible. Tell the listeners. We won't listen. So the whole congregation, uh, so they see there's a fight breaking out. So as the guards take their actions, all the crowd members just panic. They start screaming and running. The three people that were in line to be sacrificed that haven't been cut yet, like, bolt into one of the back rooms. Which back room? The one I'm to in? To the right. Oh. You went to the left. Dummy. The priest is holding that twisted obsidian dagger, and he just runs straight at the guard that was by the door that Scrapper just went through. And he stabs at him, but he misses. And that guard goes, What? Why are you attacking me? Then instead of following, Scrapper swings his sword at the priest, but he misses him. And the other three take a hint from that. And actually, they're going to roll to see if they saw Windy. Okay, they are going to attack the priest also. Great play, Wendy. Man, they're in it for whatever. Like, they just don't want to They don't want to get attacked, even though this guy, I assume, is paying them. Holy crap. Oh, my God. This is how to do D&D. Have Ed play against himself. Yeah, absolutely. So the second guard runs over and stabs the priest, and then the third guard runs over with his sword drawn and lops the head off of the priest. <laughs> and, um... The priest's body falls limp on the ground, and all the guards are like, what's going on? And then the other guard was like, I thought there was somebody here, but then I don't know what's happened. I don't know why this dude just went off his rocker and attacked me. I was just trying to alert him that there was an intruder in the building. And they're like, there's an intruder in the building? And he's like, I thought so. I don't know. I think they went back here. And then the four guards go through the door. Yeah, but can I hide? Can I do something? Sure. I just want to, like, does that pipe go anywhere? Tell me more about this room real quick. I want to hide or go towards where that pipe leads to. All right, the pipe comes in the room you're in, and then it goes down and through the floor. Is there another door out of this room? Yeah, there's a door that goes back further into the temple. All right, yeah, I want to duck through that door. That one has a door in it, though. It's not just a curtain. Oh, then I want to hide in a place that's hard to find me with me being invisible, like jump up on a bookshelf or something. All right, roll a stealth check with advantage. I got a 23. All right, the four guards go in the back room and they look around. Oh, Wendy, are you doing it? You were, you're still in the balcony. You didn't jump Yeah, I also assume that whenever I cast that, I became visible, but I assume I'm ducked down and like just chilling there. You did become visible and it didn't seem like anyone saw you up on the balcony. Kevin, people are like panicking and running past you and some of them run into you and stuff, but they seem like they're pretty panicked and they're just bolting for the doors. Okay, I bolt it to get one of those squirrels from the basket. Okay. Can I make it there? Yeah. Does it become invisible when it's on my person? Uh, Yeah, but roll a stealth check with advantage. Okay. 23. Okay. All four guards go into the back room. Search that back room, like, up and down, and then don't seem to find Scrapper. No one found me, is what you're saying? 
Because I'm doing my thing. No one saw you either. Yeah. The congregation is all gone except for the one like weak sacrifice lady. And she's like trying to leave, but like is tired. How far into our hour of invisibility are we? Uh, 15 minutes. I'm just going to kind of wait it out and maybe try to position myself into a place where even if I become visible, I'm still hidden. All right, well, the guards are all talking to each other and like, we need to figure out why this dude lost it. Like, he's a pretty high up. Also, we don't want to get like our shit in trouble. So they send one of the dudes away to find like a higher ranking official in the church. Do I see him come out? But the other three of them just stand guard. Inside that room? No, out in the, on the dais. Mm, I want to sneak down and go through that door. All right. I want to cast message, but I think that'll make me visible, so I just don't. And I'm I'm being very risky. And All right, roll team. a stealth check with advantage. Is Brayton going the direction of this pipe? Yes. Okay. I got a 25. All right, you go through the door. There's just another room that has, like, wardrobes and stuff in it. Okay, sick. Can I follow the pipe? It went through the floor in the last room you were in. Oh, and there are no stairs down in here. No. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I thought the pipe went through this wall, but the pipe went down, and I remember thinking through that door there will be stairs. There's no more doors in that room? Nope. I'm going to check the wardrobes real quick. They're just robes? Roll an investigation check. Uh, 15. Yeah, there's just a bunch of clothing, stuff like that. All right. Um, I sneak back out. I close all the doors to the wardrobes and the door to the room, and then I want to see if I can sneak past the guards, but if it seems too dangerous, then I will just wait a little bit longer. All right, roll a stealth. Wait, you. Uh, how do you determine if it's too dangerous? There are three guards out on the dais and a decapitated man. Are they directly in front of the door, or are they taking a guard position over the whole dais? Yeah, they have guard positions around the dais. I want to just sneak past them. All right, roll a stealth check. Also, Kevin, do you want to get down from where you are? Yeah, I want to sneak away from those people. All right, roll a stealth check with advantage. Well, I I didn't do a good job. I got a 15. I got a 27. One of the guards goes, there he is. What's he see? Like a footprint in the blood? Sure. Dang. Just too dumb. That's all it is. The blood will always get you. There's so much blood. How are you supposed to get past it? Exactly. You're not supposed to sneak. It's not my fault. Decapitated bodies make giant puddles of blood. And he swings his sword at you. Poorly. At disadvantage, obviously. And then the next one goes, where? And spins around and swings his sword wildly in the air. Does a 20 hit your armor class? It does. Man, that wild swinging, I'll tell you. You take seven damage. Does she become visible? No. And the third guard runs over toward you. And throws their sword right into that giant basin of blood. And says, ah, shit balls. Is there blood everywhere now? Yeah, there's a huge splash of blood. Has everybody run out of here except for these guards? Yeah, that weak sacrifice is like trying her hardest to leave, but is tired from losing a lot of blood. So she's like probably by one of the doors now. Whose turn is it now? Windy. So I saw... You see three people attacking the air where you... I think it's safe to assume Scrabber's there. Um, I'm going to cast Greater Invisibility on myself. And leave the building. Okay. That's a greater idea. A veil of stars and darkness descends, wrapping its arms around me in inky black.
pieces of me cloaked tightly in invisibility. What are you going down the spiral staircase out the front door? Sure am. Okay. Scrapper. I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna move out through the front door. Alright, roll a stealth check. Do I still get advantage? Yep. Twenty-three. Okay. You're saying you're going to the front door? Mm-hmm. So you move sixty is your base speed thirty? It's forty because of my mobility feet. Okay. So you move eighty feet. So you're like sixty-five feet from the dice. Yeah. Can I am I leaving a bloody footprint trail behind me? No one knows. Okay. Uh, Kevin, what are you doing? Well, I was trying to leave the building, but I don't want to run straight through those people. Oh, all the people are gone. The guards. Oh, they're kind of like to one side of the dais because they ran okay. over to where they're fighting Scrapper. So I go the other way. Like, I either go down the middle or the, to the right. I think I want to go down the middle. Okay. Out towards the front of the building You're to just leave. hightailing it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you see the three guards continue to swing their swords at the air on the dais as you leave the building. Noise. Wendy, you see the door open, and then nobody comes out, and then the door closes. I whisper, hello. Scrabber, you hear someone say hello. You can tell it's Wendy. Wendy, uh, I thought you were with me. Then the door opens, and nobody comes out, and then the door closes. I say hello again. Kevin, you hear Wendy say hello. Hey, hey, hey. All right, uh, is, uh, what's his name here? I don't know. McKayon. McKayon. You haven't seen him yet. Um, I say, guys, that pipe leads into the basement from that room I was in. Do you want to go up to the other side while we're still invisible and check out the right side? And then we should look for a storm cellar. I got this spell I can go heal Lars with, so I'm thinking about maybe going back. Well, it seems like we should strike while the iron's hot. Why don't we accomplish the mission first? You want to just take out those guards then we don't have to sneak? One left. Somebody's going to come back. We got to go now or else they're going to find us. Plus, McKayon's probably in there, Whatever, about man. to get caught by the guards. I'm only going to be invisible for a minute. While we're still outside, do we see any cellar doors to the basement from Root the outside? Cellars. Roll an investigation check. 12. 17. 23. There's a set of stairs on the side of the building that goes down to a basement floor. I point at them. I say, let's go that way. We can't see Which you, way? so we don't know what you're talking about. And then I grab their shoulders and I'm like, turn their shoulders towards the right direction. Do you see those stairs over there? They go into a basement. Let's go that way. Alright, we're right behind you. Alright, go over that way. Alright, you go down the stairs. The door's locked. I cast knock. I'm kidding. That's real loud. This looks like a job for Scrapper Keyfist. I get out my thieves' tools, and I quickly and adroitly pick the lock. All right, roll a tool check. 27. You easily pick the lock. I slide the door I open. go in. Silently. Everybody goes in. I go in last, but I close the door behind me. Is there any... Well, I'll, I'll, I want to try to send a message to McKayon if it seems like it's a safe place to do it. Okay, you enter a room that's not very tall... It's a very, like, it's sort of like rough-hewn basement kind of feel. It's a little damp. There's, like, a bunch of boxes, like crates, like sealed crates that are nailed shut around. From the far corner away from you, you see a red glow. But we don't see any people. You don't see, wow, roll a, roll a perception check. 25. 15. 27. 
You don't see any people. Do I smell them? But you see devils. No, there's nobody here. <laughs> okay. I want to cast message to where McCann last was, because that's how it works. Yeah. You point like in a general direction. Yeah. And then I say, McKeon, I hope you made it out. We're in the basement. Because I don't think anybody can, like, people can't intercept that. It's just like. No, no, no. It's a, if he happens to be there, then he can respond. Yeah. You get a message back that goes, oh, uh, crap. I'm still in here. I'm trying to get out. I'll meet you back at the base camp. Uh, Roger Dodger, but he can't hear. I, that sounds good. Good, good communication. Did you send another one? No. But you're visible now. Yeah. Okay. And then Nora. Nora's always visible because she's a human that can't cast magic, but Wendy becomes visible sooner yep. or later. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I can see you right now, Nora. Can you? I can. Describe me. You have a face with a bunch of holes in it. Oh, your face is gone. Now you just have hands instead of a face. A face with a bunch of holes in it is like a pretty good job of doing a bad job of describing <laughs> something. <laughs> um, guys, let's check out this red glow. That's probably that pipe. You check it out. Are you guys okay? Yeah, man. Where's, uh, what's his name? Oh, McKeon is upstairs. He's going to meet us back at the base camp. I sent him a message. I want to go. Okay. Let's finish investigating first, and then we'll go back. What about Lars, man? He's going to be okay. Uh... All right, I walk over to check out that pipe. All right, you go across the room, and there's a faint glow coming from this pipe, and it goes... Down a hole that looks like um, like what sewers look like in the movie. There's like enough room for a person to climb down like a ladder that's in a cylindrical hole that goes downward. What do you guys think's in these crates? I open one with my crowbar. Oh, yeah. Good use of the crowbar. Nice. They're full of candles. I take a couple. Okay. Black wax, right? Do I think they're yeah. all full of candles? You want to open another one? Yeah. The next one is full of robes. I open another one. It's take full a of couple. twisted obsidian daggers. Ooh. I'm going to take a, a robe and a dagger. Okay. Yo, same. I'm definitely going to take a robe in case we run into more of them. Cultist robe. Black candles. I'm going to put that I took four black candles. Okay. Right, I'm going to grab two candles, too. Ooh. Twisted obsidian dagger. I open just one more crate. All right, it has hats in it. What cool? kind of hats? Like the priest hat? Yeah, like the priest hat. I grab one of those, too. I don't know how many hats that priest needs, but there's a crate of them down here. Oh, he doesn't need any. He doesn't even have a head anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. I'm ready to go down the hole into the dirt. What dangers lie in the underbelly of plain? Is the cult of beautiful blood now on high alert? Can McKeon make it back to the camp safely? And will Lars survive long enough to be restored? Find out next time on Bardic Mystery Tour.
This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com. Brayton and Nora go to Ikea with a 15-foot-tall demon. Sargmon. The, why does he have knife hands if he's a rock demon? It's just, it, I want to know more about the character. Like, Do you want to tell us about who your parents are? How you were formed? Um, what are your siblings like? No mortals remember the birth of Zargmon. So the history has died. All that remains is hatred and a need for curtains. Yeah, but when's your birthday? Uh, November 18th. Do you celebrate or are you anti-birthdays? Remember, we're role-playing. Yeah, every year I have a cupcake with one more candle in. And uh, right now I'm up to 750,000 candles in one cupcake. How big is the cupcake? Standard cupcake size. Wow. Candles must be pretty small then. Are they stacked on their sides? It's really a disaster. You light the side of it? It's really just like a box of candles with a cupcake hidden in it. When I say box, I mean like it's like an apartment building full of (laughs) candles with a cupcake hidden in there. Uh, Well, happy birthday coming up. That's a little bit off. It's a little bit, yeah, we got it. Only four months. I don't know when this episode's going to get aired. This should come out on Zargmoth's birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. You too. It's not my birthday. I'm the DM. I don't have a birthday. Wow. Dungeon Masters can have birthdays. They're real people. It you says on my them. Dungeon Master screen right here, Dungeon Masters may not have birthdays. What's a Dungeon Master screen? Mm. You'd know if you're better at being a DM. Wow.